think you, I think you two, you you both, you guys need to collab and kind of, I don't know, bring the attention back to the to the northeast. You know what I mean? To the NEK. Because <laughs> I mean, Andrew, when are you dropping? Because you had you came on here a little while ago. I want to say like late spring, and said you're working on something, right? Yeah, I I've been working on something, but actually some good news that that came around today. Let's see, so, okay. let's see. I was I was talking to one of my buddies today that I went on the the hike and ski with, and so he uh, he's got bars, um, and so we have this mutual friend who ski makes beats, uh, <laughs> makes beats, has bars. He's uh, he's dope. He's you can find him on Spotify actually. His name is uh, Greg Sopper, S O P P E R. Mm-hmm. Um, you check out his shit. Um, he's not bad. You know, just a white kid from Southern New Hampshire, and uh, so we're thinking about like maybe. Um, we might uh, get an apartment together, Ooh. and he's got like the whole studio set up. Like you know, he's making beats like crazy. He's got the eight oh eights. He's got you know the, you know all the the mics. What it, you know everything you need basically. Um, so like if that if that ends up happening, and this could this would probably be like spring summer. Um, then we'd be we'd be vibing all the you know we'd be doing music five times a week. So there that would go. that would really help because I you know I was kind of just in a writer's slump if you will, and mm-hmm. I had like Riders five block. track. Yeah, writer's block. I just like I had five tracks done what I really liked, and I've just been I've been working, so I've been kind of too lazy to master them and fix them. And I have an idea, so the project is there. It's it's materializing. It's just it's it just takes a long time when you want it to sound good, you know. And obviously, you have the album cover already ready. You probably like uh, that was ready <laughs> years ago. I was gonna say that was ready in 2012 when you had. A book of album covers. <laughs> Bro, I drew it in 2012. It was <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you've had a book of album covers since I've known you. So, Andrew. My mom was. Oh, my ahead, mom sent me a photo the other night of cleaning out my room, and she's like throwing a bunch of shit away under my bed and stuff. And I was like, do not throw my album cover like notebooks away. <laughs> <laughs> you have like three of them. Like, you have so many Dude, albums. I have co- so many. So many. What were you saying, Kyle? I was saying Andrew's gonna come out with a project in 2021 eventually, correct? That's what we got. Yes, I, I like I will. I will definitely say that. What year is it? 2021. 2021. Yeah. <laughs> 2020, <laughs> 2021. E Boy will drop. That, that's the title. So we got Andrew dropping a project. John Williams is dropping a mixtape within the next two weeks. Oh yeah, then, that's like in March. And then you also are, tr- are you trying to drop this year? I need to. Yeah, well, what's the word, Keenan? <laughs> so we got three projects of uh, I, you know people. Of, I have so of many ideas and so I have so many ideas and so many like things written. I just need to actually sit down for like a week and then just record it, put it out. It's literally that simple. We could do some sort of like you showcase. got the setup too. Like you got it all. Yeah, there. it's just that simple. Yeah, two studios. You got. I'm gonna have to like a and R a project, like kind of like Khaled. Yeah. And I'll just be in the back. Screw. Actually, did you hear? The, screw that. Screw. Fuck what I just said. Midget Nichols. Yeah, Midget Nichols on the ones and two. Or what's a? <laughs> you gotta well, produce. It's a four and one third. Yeah, DJ four and one third. DJ four and one third. Did y'all hear that? LeBron wants to. He he sent a tweet. Andrew, you might have saw this. He said how he wants to put a rap album together, but he doesn't want to rap. So it sounds like LeBron wants to do some like DJ Khaled stuff, which would kind of be that, dope. And I'm I'm all for it because whenever LeBron is on like Instagram Live and he's like rapping to a song, he doesn't know the words. Yeah. <laughs> He like, like fakes it. I, you just know. You just know he can't rap. But I'd love this. You know, he's friends with everybody. So like, yeah, I want to know the project together. I want to see the random artists he gets together. Because like, Cali, you can kind of piece it together. Like, throughout his career, like he'll have 
whoever's like still, hot at the time. Whoever's hot. And, and then, then like, sound at the time. And then he'll have a couple random ones. Like, if he wants to throw it back, like, get Jada Kiss, or he'll throw it back to have, like, Nas or something like that. Yeah, he'll have, like, his friends on there who still have, like, his Miami connections. And mm-hmm. then, like, always has, like, a T.I. or someone on that. And, like, yeah, whoever's want, hot at I the time. I want Drake... To baby and trick daddy on a song. <laughs> <laughs> I need a Dame Dollar feature at least. LeBron's gonna have like a regional one for like each place he plays. He'll have like that Miami one, like Andrew just said, or he'll have a. He'll do Where's a... that at? Is that upstairs? Oh, I'm at, I'm at my girlfriend's apartment. <laughs> oh, right now. oh shit! I didn't know where. No, I wasn't sure if that was. I wasn't sure if that was people upstairs here. <laughs> just going up. LeBron will have like a. I, uh, Go ahead. I w- uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Now, some some other project with LeBron. Oh, oh DJ Cat. Okay. Oh, oh, he could do like a Cleveland tape. Yeah, like Kid Kid Cudi, Machine Gun uh, Kelly, MGK, Bone Thugs, yep, MGK, and uh, King Chip. He's from Cleveland, randomly. That's a random Cudi guy too, right? He's out of that clique. God, that would be a project. Get Bone Thugs in there, then yeah, have his LA wing, and then yeah, I hope LeBron does that. Cause it would be random, and he would just say the most random shit on there. <laughs> Yeah, four rings, baby. <laughs> four <laughs> ring king, baby. <laughs> yeah, what, what would his tag be? King James. James It'd James. be like, this is for you. <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> that's how it's starting off. That, that's, that, yeah, that's, that's, how, that's, the, that's how it opens up. Or I want my damn respect, whatever he said. I want my damn, oh, want my damn respect. It's about damn time is how he's starting. <laughs> LeBron. Like you said, LeBron, when he's misusing the lyrics or mispronouncing the lyrics, when he's on his IG lab, is the funniest thing. So it's like a, it's like a, I don't know, like a oh. eight year old kid trying to rap along to it. You know what I mean? Like he's so far off, but he's so confident with the do at the same time. Oh, he'd have a Taco Tuesday. He'll throw in his own. Yeah, he'll have a Taco Tuesday. He'll throw in his own ad libs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, Andrew, question for you. So Kyle and I were having this conversation. <clears throat> a few days ago. Who's a better lyricist, Drake or J. Cole? That, that's really good. And this is rapping, so, and obviously rapping Drake, because obviously, yeah, rapping right. Drake. See, I think I'm I'm more of a Drake fan and mm-hmm. always really have been. So I'd say I lean more towards Drake. So uh-huh. like so I'll take two of my kind of favorite um performances by each of them yeah um so when i think of drake like rapping like immediately like the first like just song i think of is uh wu-tang forever off nothing was the same okay like he goes okay. in on that it's one verse that, that's it's, that's random because that not would have been my first choice for you really? but that no, no hey, i like that verse a lot off on that. i like that verse a lot but i that just wasn't what i thought for me, when I go as Lord Knows or Tuscan Leather or 5 a.m. in Toronto, but go on. You keep explaining. Okay, 5 a.m. Toronto is, is definitely up there as well. I would say, like, like yo, he kills, like, the Live For feature oh, on, yeah. uh, on Kissland. Like, that's, yeah. like, a top, top feature. Like, um, I, 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 I immediately just think, like, Wu-Tang Forever. Like, that's when he's in his bag. Like, I, like the chorus is dope. Like, he just, mm-hmm. he goes off um, really really old drake um like uh successful like he's got bars on that mm-hmm. light um, up light up yeah uh f- like fancy like that song is mm-hmm. dope um oh miss me with wayne miss me that's yeah. that's one of the most underrated drake and wayne 
combos just for they, either of them. They that's, each just have two minute verses. They it's, murder that. It's, they it's both. Dope. That's one of my favorite Wayne verses, honestly. That beat's crazy too. No, the whole entire that whole entire song is amazing. I, I this is great. Thank thank me later is underrated, but so I do, I, so thank me the, oh, the whole album. That. Yeah, I agree. I like thank me later, but go on. It's solid. Oh, thank me now too. That's even. Thank me now. I mean, he's got. He's got bars all over the place. Um, the I'm beats are kind of trash in that album. When he first came out, like, whew. Wait, like he's got bars there. Wait, what one? I'm still fly. Oh, 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 that's a wha- yeah. that's that's mad old. That's like oh yes. nine. Yes, yes, that is old. That was oh what Drake on ransom. I think that's on dedication three. When he was up, I think it's ransom him oh. and Wayne. I could what, be wrong. What was that mixtape? I can't. I'm not thinking. What was his mixtape before so far gone? Uh, room for improvement. No, there was one after that. And uh, I, comeback season. Comeback season. There we go. Thank you. There yeah. are some songs on comeback season. But so, so I so that so that's what I think of Drake. So uh-huh. I think I do lean Drake. And then when it when it comes to Cole, yes. Um, I actually just listened to like Who Dat. Not that like the other day. Yeah, like a long. I haven't Throwback. listened to that in a long time. And uh, like Who that? Who he that? came out, I remember listening to that song when it first came out on XM Radio in mm-hmm. my mom's and <laughs> my mom's uh, Chevy Traverse, and I was like, "Who the hell is Jake Cole?" And like I heard that song, and uh, I was like, "Yo, this this song is pretty dope." That third Didn't really think much fire. of him, and then I heard "Lights Please," which came out first. Mm-hmm. Uh, came out first actually, and then he came out with the um, sideline story. Sad yeah, sideline story, and. Uh, I mean, he's got some really good songs on that album, as well as his second second one is the one with the Born Devil Center, on the cover, right? On the Born Center, Born Center, then twenty fourteen Forest Hills Drive, For Your yep. Eyes Only, then For Kod. Only. So, and and Cole, like I feel like Cole is known as a lyricist, mm-hmm. but my favorite Cole verse. So I, I see, I don't really just go to a song because I think he's. Because he, he's more of a your rapper's rapper, whereas Drake is has much more of that that R and B in him. Yeah. So like, I feel like Cole is a lyricist more of the time. I um, agree with that. But I uh, my favorite Cole verse is off of uh, "Looking for Trouble" from the oh, uh, the Good Fridays yeah. mixtape. Yeah. Oh, so he had that. At, he had that as a bonus track on Friday Night Lights. Yes, it's a bonus track on Friday Night Likes, and it's also in the the Good Music mixtape collection mm-hmm. that Kanye dropped before My Beautiful Twisted Dark Fantasy. And yeah. that's like when I first got introduced to like Cole. And honestly, they kind of came up at the same time, like 2009, 2010. They were both popping out. Yeah. And obviously, you know, Drake's had the the bigger career, but but Drake, dude, Drake, Drake has bars, bro. Like he can go bar for bar with anybody. Honestly, I agree, Drake. For talking lyricism, I would lean towards J. Cole because, like Andrew said, that's that's J. Cole's game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, lyricism, it's J. Cole's game. Drake seems to have more punchlines. It's weird how Drake's become more of a punchline rapper over his career. Yeah. Um, oh, 100%. And, you know, because he's not the rapper you would expect to be a punchline rapper. Like, usually your punchline rappers are, like, usually have harder content. So, mm-hmm. usually someone like Drake you would expect to be more of a lyricist. Um so Drake's kind of hard to evaluate, just given the amount of different styles he raps like, you know what I mean? Because he never really sticks to one bag, it really seems like. Um, it's so hard. I, you're, excuse me. You're right. So 
I guess if you're going with it, I guess you could say J. Cole is just because he does it more. But I think at peak lyricism, I think if you were to get a, I don't know, I think at Depends peak what we're lyricism. Talking about. If you're saying rapper or lyricism, I think lyricism, I'd still lean towards Cole. But J. also, Cole, like, what is a lyricist to you guys? Because, like, there's someone, multiple different definitions of Someone that. who's really going with, like, wordplay, you know, multi-syllable lyrics, um, rapping, really. You know, yeah, just, like, and, rapping, and, rapping, and being rhyme, an MC. rhyme scheme, too. I think rhyme, rhyme scheme. scheme's important. Like, if it's, like, A, like, you have your A, B, A, B, you know, like, mm-hmm. the your basic rhyme scheme. But, like, mm-hmm. my favorite thing is, like, when it's, like, A, B, B, A, like, you bring it back. Like, yeah. that's, oh, that's yeah. the dopest. And, and Drake has that, like, quite mm-hmm. a few times. But um, I'm interested, Kyle. Like, mm-hmm. is there a certain song or like album or like performance that that swings j cole over to you more than drake like something specific i would say i believe is it simba off friday night lights there's grown simba or young simba young simba Simba. i'd say that one a track like the climb back like the one he just released this past year i think like six months ago like yes songs that really it's just like when he's got more like of a like that new york sound like like oh three adolescents, like that kind of those mm. kind of drums behind him, and he can just kind of go. I like that J Cole more than, like say his early J Cole where he's, kind of, I don't know how to explain or, it. Kind of like Drake. album of the year freestyle was and also another one. Yeah, yeah, and uh, what's that one with Khaled actually? Since we're on the Khaled top, it's him. Oh, just Jermaine. Jermaine's interlude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, he can oh, really. Oh, you're just saying the one with Big Crit and everything. It's Big Crit, him, Kendrick. Oh, they ready. They ready, oh, yeah, that's yeah, they ready off that. Kendrick that, yo, that goes a, in. Yeah, Kendrick goes in. That's the only other people I know that know that song. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Kendrick J- goes in. Uh, what's what's another one called? I do. I, I I love Big Crit too. Like yeah, Chris his nice. verse on uh, his verse on One Train is the is a goat verse. I, so I think if we're talking just like flow, eighty six. That's the stuff boy, that makes yeah. you like a rapper. Rapper. I would take J Cole in the flow department. I would take J Cole. And the strictly lyricist. If we're going like entertainment value, I think Drake's like the the better rapper to listen to. Maybe like easier to listen to. Um, but I like the way Cole. I've said this key many times. The way Cole's career like progressed. Like the way he's gradually gone towards the rapper he actually is more so than like you know being the label rapper. You know what I mean? Bro, he, listen listen to who that, and then listen to some anything he come out like within the past couple like. His last couple tracks, last singles he's dropped, or, yeah. or something from KOD. Like it's so different. Yeah, yeah. he can so just like he's he's become more versatile. He kind of stays. 100%. He kind of stays in the pocket. Like he doesn't really switch up his voice. Where Drake might do that a little bit. So I don't know. I think J Cole's like like Andrew said. He's more of a rapper's rapper. So I'd lean towards him in the in the lyricist conversation. But Drake, if we're just talking better rapper. You might overall give that to Drake, but just strictly lyricism, I would have to go J Cole. I think you can make the case, and I and I think it's honestly like pretty close. It's a good it argument. Comes down to your preference and what you value, but I think I still go Drake. I just, I just, for me, I can just rip off like more, like more songs where it's just like, I yeah, it's just like straight off my head, like oh, that's Drake, like I, in his, like I, dreams, money can buy, and. Mm-hmm. You know, nine AM in Dallas. Even and, even in the morning, uh, Drake Paris has a better verse. Music, bro. Than Cole. What's up? It's a they've had they've been together twice on songs, and it's been Joe to see freestyle and in the morning. In the morning, in the morning, Drake has a better verse. And Joe to see freestyle is obviously the more rapper one, so mm-hmm. you would give the Drake the nod on that one. I but, think Drake's better on both those tracks. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And especially, like you said, like the one that's more showcasing the flow and all that 
yeah, Drake's got him one zero on that or two zero. You should like y'all say yeah. Um, but I don't know. I still just like strictly lyricism. Like you take Kendrick. It's obviously Kendrick is the better lyricist out of Drake. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I would say yeah, J. I, Cole, I would say J. Cole leans more towards Kendrick than Drake. So I would, as a pure lyricist, that would be my reason for going Cole. I I, I put Kendrick over Drake, but I'm still I'm still doing Drake. I, I was saying, I'm, all, I'm also Drake over. I'm also Drake as a over lyricist. J. Cole. Though, as that's, a cr- lyricist. that's I don't know because I, I, I never think of Dra- I think Drake of more a rapper and J Cole would be more of an MC. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. If that I, makes sense. I guess going through when I listen, when I listen to both of them and go through all of their songs, for me, I think I get just a few more lines that I'm like, wait. I haven't heard that before from Drake than I do from Cole. Just a bit, just a little bit. There are just some like metaphors or similes that Drake uses that are like not used. Because I would say, if we take it to a different era, like between Nas and Jay Z, you do a similar argument. I'd probably say Nas is a better lyricist than Jay Z, even though Jay Z's probably like if Nas is a hundred, Jay Z's a ninety nine. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would say Jay Z's the better rapper than Nas, if that makes sense, like, all together, like, which, as far as if, making a which song. Is, which is their comparisons in 2020, like, you compare Drake to Jay-Z and Nas, J. Cole to Nas, it's kind of their comparisons, which is weird. But, yeah, it's weird, it's, like, I maybe mean, on a minor I, league level, but... Yeah, oh, no, minor, they're not, like, there at that level, I'm just saying, say like, today's, at, today's comparison, that's you, That's what I've heard, is Nas is, J. J. Cole's, like, Nas, and Drake is, like, Jay-Z. And I would only say that's incorrect, because Kendrick's there, and Kendrick's, you know... If he's not as good of a rapper as Nas, he's right below. You know what when I mean? When the hell is he dropping new music? He's he needs Hopefully to come soon. Uh, April fourteenth, twenty seventeen is the last time we've got a full Kendrick project. This is dropping soon. She said, "Thank God." And uh, <laughs> and then we got uh, the Black Panther album. Yeah, at least. the that January in twenty eighteen of but that wasn't that was like him, but it wasn't fully him. Right. And anyway, anyways, it's either been over three years or almost four like regardless it's kendrick it's time it's, it's like starting the, to be like frank ocean time yeah it, it really is it really is i thought his wait between good kid mad city and to pimp a butterfly was long and that was two and a half years i need kendrick to come out with at least a verse to let me know he's conscious a lot <laughs> we, got two, I need to, we got we're lucky king we got two kendrick albums in high school i i know <laughs> Classics. <laughs> At least we got that. We got that one Kendrick verse on the Busta song, but then yeah, it's been quiet since then. Yeah, I just need. I need something. I just need he, something from him. At least we know whatever he drops, like whatever sort of project he drops next, it's gonna be quality. We know that, mm-hmm. so we won't expect a miss. But it'll be interesting how it stacks up to his other projects. You know. I heard there's a like a little bit of rock influence on this album, which makes sense because he takes sounds from all over the place. Mm-hmm. I obviously I don't think it's not gonna be a rock album, but mm-hmm. I think he's definitely gonna have. I could definitely see a rock feel from him. Yeah, I'm Kendrick Lamar, Travis Barker, and Trippy Red. <laughs> <laughs> He'd somehow find a way to make that to work. Oh, he would. Like Kanye. Kanye can take random features and make them work somehow, you know? Sometimes yeah. it's a little extra, but like all the that's, lights. That's the best part about Kanye is every project he evolves and he changes. Mm-hmm. Even he if does. like he goes in a direction people don't like at first, like with Yeezus or even 808s when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Like the great thing about him is like, He's never stale, you know? Mm. You can make an argument. 808s changed pretty much the whole landscape of hip-hop, the way it sounded. You know, every, you can trace you can everything back. You can make an back. argument. It's the most influential rap album or, or hip-hop album within the last 20 years. 
For sure, for sure. That and uh, you could also make the argument someone like Kid Cudi, who influenced the sound of 808s, had the biggest or some sort of huge impact on the last 20 years of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Last 15 especially, you know? Yeah. Because, um, yeah, he heavily influenced Kanye's sound on that. It's kind of like the Mike D'Antoni-Steph thing. In a way. In a way, like... like you don't get... Except... Like, it's it obviously, like, uh, Kanye came with the sound and just made the sound, like, mainstream. Like, Kid Cudi was in his own lane and people were starting, but really Kanye West made that, like, I really want to do that. Well, it's even to, like, different Mike- than that because... Cuddy was still coming up like in the mixtape circuit mm-hmm. under Kanye's camp and Kanye kind of took his sound in a way kind of like Drake did <clears throat> with The Weeknd on uh, Take Care. Yeah. Except The Weeknd's kind of got a little buzz at that time. Cuddy's probably on a smaller scale and Kanye really just like I think most of that's produced by like Cuddy's team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's really where then Cuddy comes out after that has hit his influence on the game. Then he kind of disappears in between after his first two albums, but like he had you know, one of the worst albums I've ever heard in my entire life. Which one? Oh, Speeding God. Bullet to Heaven. He's Speeding Bullet to Heaven. Maybe one of the worst albums I've, that don't. When was it? Sixteen, twenty sixteen, maybe. Was it like a, it was like, that was like during his like dead zone. album cover though. <laughs> yeah, the album cover is cool. It's like a it's really rock influenced. By rock influence, it's like. Nirvana influence like and actually rock it's shit, like right? actual it's I not think I do good. remember that not coming good. out on Twitter being like not good this is trash Cuddy was going through it when he made that so like I don't I don't hold that against him but don't, uh, yeah. I, was, I was gonna Cuddy's last album I was gonna album. say on the um, on the Kendrick and, and Kanye just like influencing I feel like while Kendrick is is you know obviously the supreme lyricist and is the best in the game right now like mm-hmm. I, I don't think he has a lot of influence necessarily because I feel like there's no, he's so unique in the way that there's no like copycats. Whereas I feel like when Kanye drops a project or some of these other guys drop projects like young thug or someone like that, it has such so much more of a ripple effect on the game where you get so many people like adapting their sound or coming up with that sound. Like who's dropping something that sounds like good kid, mad city. Like Nobody. Who's dropping something that sounds like, Young Thug's new album, like everybody. The you only, know what I mean? The only person that I've noticed over the last, I mean, there's probably more like underground, but like mainstream. I'm talking persons, like more mainstream. Yeah, I was gonna say the only person mainstream that I hear that has a lot of Kendrick influence in him is JID. Yeah. That like offhead, that's the only person I could think of that has a lot of Kendrick influence to him. Like obviously, and like Logic has some of Kendrick sound, had some of Kendrick sound on Under Pressure. Like you could tell, because I think uh, he was actually, biting song. I actually think so that, TD so worked on help worked that, on the album. That's two on. rappers. I no, I was just saying that. Um, just, that's my point by that. 50, that's two you know, rappers. You, do a hunt, you know what I mean? Like yeah, everybody. You can look at Kanye West and then go through and be like, okay, so Travis yeah. Scott and blah blah. And you Did TD like, come out and say that they they worked on that Logic album? Um, he's that's Logic. A good point, set, I, Logic I really said on the JID. Yes, Logic said on the Breakfast Club. He's in the interview. He said because. Charlemagne asked you asked him he said that kind of sounds like Kendrick and he said that people over at TDE helped worked on some of the production of the album interesting I did not know that okay um, makes sense I would say as far as lyricism goes like Kendrick right mm-hmm. I would say across the years in hip hop that's kind of how it goes so lyricism isn't really mainstream so I feel like like if you go to the 80s right you got like Rakim Karis one who Wu-Tang. you guys Wu-Tang mm-hmm. right so you got like those type of Lyricists through each kind of decade of rap. Like, so, like I said, the 80s, you got Rock Him and them. LL mm-hmm. Cool J might be the most popular rapper, right? He's mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the next era would be Nas. Big And L, like you said, Wu-Tang, and you got, you know, street rappers are more lyricists, but it's not really necessarily what's mainstream. So they're really influencing pretty much the Cole of the next generation. So that's mm-hmm. where you get, like, three stacks. That goes to Kendrick and Cole. So, like, it's the, you always have the subset of lyricists, but you're never really... The impact's really influencing the next generation. Well, you know what I mean? Well, it's because, like, you A can... A subset of it. You can... You can mimic sound. You can't mimic lyricism because you yeah. have to think of it yourself. Yeah. It has to I mean, you like happen. obviously, like obviously, people can kind of come up with like the same similes and metaphors, but mm-hmm. you really can't. I can't give you a pen and say write what I write like this because you can't do that. But I can also, but I can give you a board and say you can make this sound. That's why someone like Logic doesn't really endure because he can rap as well as anybody as far as just the skill of rapping. Yes, but what he's saying is. You know, he's got the he's got some mainstream records, and I think Macklemore was kind of like this too. You know, you find that in white rappers that they're they're more lyricists. He's and half then, white and half black. Huh? Who's, don't who is don't this? mention Macklemore's name. True, that's I'm, true. Yeah, that's I'm, right. That's right. I'm, just, but I'm saying like I'm, as far I'm as like lyricists, I <laughs> as far as lyricists who are trying to go mainstream, it doesn't work because lyricism doesn't really carry over. You can't really listen to that on radio. So someone like Logic just kind of. He's in his own space, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, he became more mainstream kind of when he started playing around with more mainstream sounds. Yeah, so Lyricist, is a, it's always been its own kind of subset, and you'll see that, you know, the ones that you say, like J.I.D., can, you can all kind of find who influences them because it's always that generation of Lyricist before mm-hmm. rather than mainstream. So I think that's kind of why you get not really as much mainstream impact because you can't really carry... The skill of rapping and what they're trying to do over yep. you can't really listen to like them going 32 syllables on it like that so it, it the impact's there on hip-hop just not in the in the grand view maybe as far no, as like right. if you're or if you're looking it's weird quickly. it's weird because like you'll always find your top rappers in the game will have influence on the other ones but yeah. all the top music in the game per se just yeah. comes from like what the popular sound was prior and like Kanye, just to touch on what Andrew said about him, like how he influences sounds, like that's why Kanye's a one on one. Because he he shaped the sound of hip hop, arguably, or changed his sound and changed the way certain rappers go, you say the last twenty years, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Started with uh, he, the He also with takes a lot of influence though. Too. And does, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, because he'll But he I think I think he puts it together. He absolutely in a way does. that's palatable and, and that's just dope. That's why I was so when he when Good Music did their kind of run of like seven tracks on each song, yeah, or on each album. Sorry, a couple summers ago, that'd been twenty eighteen. It was cool. Like it didn't go exactly the way he wanted, but the way he could do a Pusha T seven track and make that sound as amazing as he possibly could. Like that sounds as hip hop as you can. You know what I mean? And then does Tiana Taylor and that makes her sound as soulful as possible. Really, like he did as well as you could carve an R and B track. On that, and then can flip it and do as well as you can do a hip hop track mm-hmm. for a push of teeth. That's insane. Like, we no, talk, not many people can do that. We talked about it on a prior podcast. I think, honestly, a little bit of that has to do with his bipolar. I think it just makes him a genius. And I think with that, you think more intricate than than the regular person would, than your average person per se. And it could. he. Um, he just he picks sounds that people wouldn't even think about taking and can take that and just make it into something special. Kind of like. Like that second half of Runaway. Mm-hmm. Like if you just listen to like, it's just different. That could definitely have beautiful. something to do with it. I mean, I don't know. Cause I know a lot, I know a lot of artists and a lot of 
a lot of artists and actors and like people who are very successful. I know that they've said that their bipolar has helped them. That's interesting. I think I have heard Kanye say something like that too, to that effect. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Well, it's it's like people that do have some of those those uh, those mental disabilities where they might have something that hinders them. Mm-hmm. It it makes them so great in other ways. Like yes. like people that have like Asperger's syndrome and they're like geniuses. Mm-hmm. Like they may be like socially inept or don't know what to do in certain situations, but Thanks. they're like, you know, they're they're geniuses in their own right. So I think there's something to when you do, you know, you might have something that's a little unusual or. Or this or that, mm-hmm. but it it kind of gives you a superpower in a way. And Kanye's is Kanye's is with the music, and I, mm-hmm. and I think he's always had that, you know, that bipolar end of that kind of just manic dude inside. But that's yes. that's part of what makes him so so Spe- great. It makes him special. Makes yeah, one hundred percent. I I got a dip soon, boys. But let me think of a good quick debate, real quick, real quick, or a question in general for you. Let me think. I'm gonna try to keep it music related. Y'all keep going. I'll think. I, I like I like how that I like how that went though, but no, for sure, for sure. Andrew, what's your opinion? We don't have to include this. Actually, no, I'll, I'll get you on that next time. Uh, who's an artist you're really looking forward to coming out within the next year? Aside from Kendrick, Me? we mentioned Kendrick. Yeah, yeah. So Kendrick, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean Kanye. Whenever he drops, mm-hmm. that's right. He's um, supposed to come out with something new. Yep. He's your favorite artist of all time, right? Just making concrete. So, ah, uh, I don't know. Ooh. Ooh, uh, him or Travi, probably? It's it's probably Frank. Oh, true, true, true. It's okay. and honestly, like this year the weekend has moved up into like a top five spot mm-hmm. and Pierre Bourne is in my top mm-hmm. five. Mm-hmm. Like he he in my eyes he does not miss. So he's supposed to be dropping the life of Pierre five. So I'm that's probably my most anticipated <clears throat> album. Anything, anything that Frank will ever come out with, like, that's all. It, I mean, I don't know if you guys have noticed, and I can't remember if I mentioned this on an earlier podcast, but I feel like at a certain age, you start to just like you like your nostalgic music, and you don't like like the new music anymore. Yeah. Like I find myself like a couple years ago, every Friday when new stuff came out on Apple Music or iTunes or whatever, like. It was like a field day. It's like every Friday I was looking forward. It's like a new project, new singles. I was downloading all kinds of stuff to my phone mm-hmm. and listening to so much stuff. And now, like on a given Friday, if there's if there's no like you know an artist that I'm a big fan of that comes out, like I might one or two songs. Like I've really limited my scope because I feel like I rely on the artists I grew up with and I like love with so much time. Like honestly, Pierre is only one of the few of the new artists that I like really, really like has become one of my favorites. It's so, really, f- oh, go ahead. So there's, there's not that many albums I look forward to anymore, you know, just to be honest, but those, those would be, those would be the, the couple I would say. I just want to say, it's really funny. You said that about how you kind of lose interest in like the newer artists. Cause you guys are both 23, correct? Yeah. Oh yeah. I was saying, Andrew, 24, 20, I was saying, Andrew, 24. That's what I thought. So, I would say around that age too, like especially my early twenties. I don't know what it was, but yeah. I had certain artists like Frank in the weekend. Like those were two that came out around that time, like in that time span that I really listened to. Actually, Frank came out at the end of my high school, but the mm-hmm. weekend's one I can think of in particular. Got and Kendrick. Like, like those in particular, I remember I liked those at the time, but yeah, I was really still listening to a lot of what I did like growing Fabulous. up, like in high school and all that. And I would say I don't know if it was the pandemic, but this last year especially I've gotten back into music 
and the way I was like in my high school years because high school I was just like all over the place with music mm-hmm. even if I didn't listen to it I would download it just to give it a listen that's kind of where I'm back to now like I'm listening to a ton of different shit yeah. you know what I mean and I'm in the Andrew boat right now and I'm even smaller in the circle than he is like I have my my artist and if they're not coming out or if they're not featured on a track or something I may poke around but honestly I don't and that's why I, I'm looking forward to a lot of al- like probably like eight albums in 2021 and that's mm-hmm. just because all mm-hmm. my artists happened I think be coming out in 2021 like Joey Badass should be Kendrick should be SZA should be uh, Drake J. Cole probably like mm-hmm. of all the artists that I actually listen to all should be coming out in 2021 so this should be a big year of me actually listening to music the only people well, go on Andrew actually oh I sorry I didn't mean after you go no you're finish good your thought. I was gonna say the only reason the only time I listen like I branch off is if like J. Cole has a new artist or like Kendrick has a new right. artist and like I branch off of like the TDE or the Dreamville OVO, what like whatever sound like it branches off to instead of what I used to do. I used to delve into everything, like any kind of music I would be listening to, just to at least it, give it an interest, like a listen. Exactly, like I feel like, and you 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 highlighted my point perfectly. It's just like the pool becomes smaller, and mm-hmm. I was and I was thinking about this the other day because I was thinking about my dad, who's a huge music fan. Yeah, but like all he listens to is like 70s and 80s music yeah Mm -hmm. so like and i you know so that's when he was in like his his high school and young 20s age so i'm like oh my god it's the same thing happened to me like i listened to the music from my high school years and 20 you know the young 20s age like that's what i'm gonna you know like it it's it's like it it's it happens in every generation so when i have kids one day we're gonna be in the car listening to like little Little young iceberg <laughs> baguette man, and like it's gonna be trash, bro. And I'm gonna be like, yo, like let's let's put on some, some fucking Travis. Like, uh, this wasn't yeah, back right? in my like, generation. This new generation of music is ass. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I think that's happening. Like to me, <laughs> it's crazy. I'm becoming, I, like old, bro. I gotta say, I felt the same way in my early 20s. Also depends, you know, part of it might have to do with the pandemic. Depends on who you're around. Like, I would say mid-20s and on. Even mid-20s, I wasn't diving into shit. Mm-hmm. I had more of a open ear. Like, that's when I started listening to more, like, like Migos and shit. But yeah. I wasn't really getting into, AT- like, Atlanta music. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really my second favorite genre of rap is, like, trap music, yeah. you know? Um, but, like, I would hear the new artists, but, and I'd listen to them, and I'd be like, oh, that shit is trash, without really listening to them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I would just listen to the singles. And it's weird. I found, like... You can't really get a feel for artists off their singles as much as you'd think. You know what I mean? Like someone like true music fans can't. Right, 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 right. Like Lil Yachty, he was one where I like used to just kind of disregard. But like the more you hear him and the more different stuff you hear him on, you realize he's more of a layered artist. For me, it was Twenty One Savage. Yeah, you I find that I thought he was trash, and then I actually listened to it, and I was like, no, he can actually like no, he knows what he's doing. I actually kind of like the sound. I would say. I could say that about the most of the music I listen to. I think I had a negative reaction towards a lot of certain sounds, you know? Yeah, and for me, that 20, like the XXL 2016 and set, like 15 to 17, mm-hmm. that class, that if it weren't a rapper, rapper, I hated because for some reason from like 2013 to 15, I only cared about rappers. So mm-hmm. I'd only listen to like freestyles. And if you couldn't like lyrically rap, I didn't care about you at all. I wouldn't give you a chant. I hate it. Like I used to absolutely hate 
the um twenty the XL freshman cipher with uh the freestyle with little Yachty and all of them used it's like to hate Uzi, it. Yeah, used to hate Yachty. it. Now it's now I actually like enjoy it. It's just like it's entertainment because before, if you like you were listed a rapper, I would uh-huh. expect you to be a rapper, not like yeah. an artist. Yeah, it's crazy. I just like appreciate art more than I do actual because before I was only appreciating actual rap. Yeah, I think it's crazy because I got a few points I want to answer that because I. I think hip hop's in a good place because it is more musical, so mm-hmm. you do get more mm-hmm. of a palette. Like you can kind of, if you want your lyricism, you have that. I would say even like the mid two thousand style of rap, where it's like that drug rap and and lyricism, you know, and bars. That's really coming back with Griselda and like Dave East. Yeah, Dave East. Um, you know, everyone's lanes kind of coming back and is able to listen to it because of streaming. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, kind of gives everyone a place to succeed. Even older artists like. I feel like their music's being appreciated more than it would 10 years ago where you'd be like, oh, such and such is watched because he's out of his prime. But really, he's making good music because he's, you know, whatever age. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then the other point I want to say, like when you hear certain rappers, like when you like 21, like when they're yeah. popular, it really seems like all that good music or all their popular music is coming out in like one year. But you look back and it's over like a three year period. Mm hmm. And, you know, three years is three years. You I, change in three years. You I didn't know what realize, I mean? me, like, Migos, mm-hmm. like, going back, I didn't realize the songs that they had. Because, like, I kind of yeah. heard them in passing. Like, I did not realize they had, like, hits in 2014 and 2015. Like, yeah. I had no Versace. idea. Like, Versace, yep. like, I knew, the only reason why I knew Versace is because Drake killed the remix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's, that's when they were big in Atlanta. It's another Drake verse that was fire. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, he's got that Migos flow for sure. So, yeah, it's... It's funny to hear you guys talk about how you digest music. Oh, trash. Because I can kind of compare it like to where I was five years ago and this and that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it's real interesting. That's a good. So I'm, I'm interested to see like in five years what I'm gonna be listening to. I think I think you'll find I think both of you will find like you. You got much more of a solid. I don't know. You'll have a base. You're gonna find artists over these next few years, especially like once shit opens back up and you're yeah. around different people, all that. You'll probably listen to stuff you never expected you'd listen to, and it'll catch on, you know. But again, it also depends like what you're doing in life, who you're around, all mm-hmm. that. So you never know what it might be. I'll probably still be into battle rap, though. Definitely. You definitely will. You, whatever you love, you're obviously always going to be into. I'm, but I've, yeah, yeah, I'm there. I'm I'm a battle rap fan for life. Because I've always liked R and B. I'd consider myself an R and B head now. Like I've gotten way more into R and B than I was ten years ago, and I was already That's what's like. Up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Cause uh, I would, I would say I'm into. I listen to R and B just as much as I do hip hop. If it's not fifty fifty, it's fifty five forty five. That type of thing. You know? I listen. I know I listen to R and B more, which is really weird. I listen to R and B more. I'm seventy thirty R and B to rap, honestly. Word. Especially in the winter, like I find myself mm-hmm. obviously in the winter listening to more R and B. A couple summers ago, I listened to a lot of reggaeton. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to reggaeton as much over this past year. Do you prefer women or male R&B singer or R&B artists that just not matter to you? Depends. I mean, I'd say in general male because you relate to male artists more. But it depends. I think someone like SZA, her shit is so musical. Mm-hmm. Anyone can appreciate that. Um, See, I because I when I listen to R&B, I appreciate... Because like, we all listen to music for different things. I listen yeah. to it a lot because I love, I love vocals. I love production. And for me, I just enjoy women singing better than men singing. So I actually tend to listen to more like, like Kehlani, Janae, 
SZA, like those kind of artists. Like I fall, I find myself listening to them, even though I do listen to Daniel Caesar's phenomenal. I don't know if you've listened to his projects, but Daniel Caesar's great. Frank Ocean, like those artists, uh, for sure. But how about you, Andy? I'm definitely more definitely prefer male Mm -hmm. when it comes to the R and B. Still, Um, I think I think right on Kyle's point, like you just relate to it more. Yeah, fair, Um, fair. You know, but uh, but like, but like SZA, Janae Aiko, um, you know, there's been there's been a, like a Summer Walker, yeah, um, Summer sounds dope. You know, a lot of those artists, like I, I still mess with them. So if they drop a tape, like I'm, you know, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. They, they, they in their own right, and I'm, and I definitely much prefer um, female R and B to female rap, and like 100. percent Like I honestly, it's just it's something I can't really get into at all, and, and don't really relate to. But um, you know, when it comes to like the females in the R and B scene, like you know they're they're super dope but definitely the preference is the the male artists you know party weekend frank party. bryson party those guys mm-hmm. um i'm interested that you listen to more women because like those in particular like summer Jadam, sizza their music like just their music alone so like their their beats everything they do like everything about it's dope so you can listen to it on a neutral level mm-hmm. but like the ones maybe like an ariana grande where it's like I don't know. It seems like really real, like geared towards females yeah, oh, no, rather than not a general toward, one. That's def- that's the stuff that I would find out hard. Like, how do you how do you relate to that and like sit down and vibe to that? That's um, my thing. For me, her voice is like for me second to like about none. There there's very few women I would rather listen to sing than her. Interesting. I think her voice is phenomenal. Um, there's that aspect of it. There, depending on the song, like I kind of I enjoy her production has become more of that like pop hip hop production. So like I enjoy her production, I enjoy her vocals, and hmm. kind of sometimes I lose sight of the words. It all depends. That's like the words. Can, it also like Victor, um, Victoria Monet a lot. I don't know if you guys hmm. have listened. To yeah, that. yeah, for yeah. Her. One thing about Ariana Grande Rupert. that she she has, and obviously she's more pop than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do I do enjoy some of her music. <laughs> Um, I actually bops. saw you like Keenan. I like saw like who's listening to what on Apple Music, and I saw you listening like to Positions Deluxe, Deluxe <laughs> version. Like you can't hide, bro. You can't. Hide. Oh, I'm not hiding. I've I've been I've been I've been oh. part of Ariana Grande since 2010 when she was on Victorious. I can't hide. And, I've, that's just someone and, that I've always I've she, always liked. I can't hide it. She's dope. Like she and she has like a lot of production from like Pharrell, like mm-hmm. people like that, and you can hear that and like. Like there's a couple of songs of hers on her past couple albums. One thing that she excels at is like you can tell because she's one of the biggest pop artists in the world. She has that huge budget. Like every mm-hmm. sound yes. and the beat is crisp and perfect. There's not one sound out of place, and she has amazing harmonies mm-hmm. and background vocals. You see, that's everything what I appreciate. Is, everything is mixed like amazingly. So like even if like you're not like necessarily messing with the song. So like the actual quality of what you're getting is like is second to none. So like that's one thing that I really mess with her is like I can listen I like might catch a song by Ariana and it's like I can hear every sound in this song and like her her voice brings it all together. So like that's one thing that she's really dope. So I you know I definitely I'm I'm just clowning you on the oh no, on the I, I, know, I just thought perfect. that was kind of perfect. No, perfectly fine. I kind of want to see I want to see the situation where Keenan is going to an Ariana Grande concert to hear her voice, but it's like Keenan, uh, Keenan in a packed stadium. She's great live, though. She's great. I'm live. sure she is. She sounds. But I'm insane. saying it would be like Keenan, like 
Kim, would you be tearing up to like these ballads? Because <laughs> her be, voice so beautiful. And then you got like all these like eleven to sixteen year old high school girls around. Because that like I'm trying to figure out her fan base. That's mostly her, what it is. Um, her fan that base. Is. Her fan base has kind of grown with her. So her fan base is in like the. Because she talks obviously, she talks more mature content now. So, so she's yeah, she has like, like twenty year old. She's probably like the sixteen to like twenty. Obviously, like eleven to fifteen year olds are gonna listen to whatever. <laughs> but like sixteen to twenty five is probably her range, just because people grew with Ariana as I did. I want to see. She also has like the whole LGBTQ community. Like they all love Ariana. Oh, of course. Ariana. Like that, yeah. that's the like queen. I mean, so she what? has like all. All of the people that are in that spectrum too, that yeah, yeah. that love music, that also like mess with her heavy as well. Hip hop likes her too. For some, like hip hop's starting to get her more on features. I mean, well, shit, Big Sean, Mac Miller, like everyone she's been with, she's part of the two chain. What do you like it or not? On a feature as well. Chains. Yeah. That's uh, right. Yeah, she just That's a good song. Uh, on the remix. She just had uh, Meg The Stallion and Doja Cat on her a thirty four thirty five remix. She gets. She actually gets more like. That's hip-hop. your typical like pop feature. Yo, uh, pop, yo for sure. I'm mean, she actually does get more hip hop artists than you would expect, which is weird. She always has like even on her like 2013 project, she had like Childish Gambino, ASAP Ferg, with random. Yo, th- this is uh, I gotta get going, boys. But one thing I wanna I wanna preface for uh, for our next call though, if we mm-hmm. you know we do some more music, yeah. Is, um, I wanna talk about Ty Dolla Sign. Kyle would right love already. <laughs> so, yeah, so listen to some Ty Dolla Sign this next couple weeks. Um, listen to his sign language mixtape and f- the free TC album and the new album, and and obviously like every feature that he's amazing on. I think th- I think we'd have a, lo- a really good com- combo about him. Dolla mm-hmm. is Dolla's one of the. He's got to be at least one of the top ten or fifteen dopest artists. Period across all music, given what he can do between. Like you said, we'll get into it when you come back. But yeah, I'm ready for a dollar conversation whenever. For sure, for sure. Also featured on Ariana Grande's last project, just saying. I, that's why. That's what made me think of it. <laughs> Safety net. <that's> <laughs> it all comes back to the Ariana week, Grande. Oh, right? the weekend also is that song's phenomenal. But have a good one, right. Andrew. Later, boys. Have a good night. Peace. Peace. So yeah, that was our phone conversation. I suck at doing this. I don't know why I always forget. I never introduced, but you listen to Kyle and Keenan. There's the Warner Brothers podcast featuring Andrew Franklin, good friend of the show. Yeah. And, uh, it's nice yeah. to have Andrew on. It's, yeah, yeah. It's nice. He has a nice yeah. element to what we're talking about. I, cool people. Because it was, I hadn't talked to him. I mean, other than the podcast, talking to him was like few and far between from high school. It's nice to actually like catch up with him, check how he's doing and everything. For sure, for sure. We'll have to have a, I like to have Winston on one of these music yeah. conversations, the four of us. That'd be a good for some talking talking music yes shout out to Winston by the way just had his firstborn son shout out to Chance too and Chance yeah well within a week two of, two of our good friends so shout out to Winston shout out to Chance congrats on your firstborn both of you mm-hmm. uh, this is the Warner Brothers Podcast follow us on Instagram at Warner Brothers Podcast we'll be back later in the week be safe y'all <laughs>